You have just been invaded by... Hey there guys, this is DJ Slope from Slope's Game Room and you're listening to Slope's Cast, the retro gaming news show recorded live on Twitch with my co-host Grizzly Cryden. If you like the podcast and you want to be in a chance to be on a future episode, then please do consider becoming a Patreon or YouTube member. And if you have any particular news stories that you would like us to cover in a future episode, then please do let us know in the dedicated rooms over on Discord. Plus, if you are listening to the podcast on any of the many podcast services around the world, then please do give us a little review. It really does help us spread our wings and get into the earlobes of plenty of other podcast goers. Anyway, enough of the plugs. Let's get on with the show. Hey, guys, it's Slopescast time, and we've got. Six topics. I think that's normally the uh, the going rate now, isn't it? We normally try to get six topics each week. Yeah, even if yeah. they're small. I, I feel like sometimes the small ones we spend a bit more time on because, yeah. I don't know, it's just stuff that's interesting. So, I don't know. We'll, we'll see how this one goes. And, and uh, as you mentioned, small there, one of our topics is about the smallest Game Boy going. But I'm not going to go about this. Let Explain, what are our six topics we're going to be chatting about today, Grizzly? All righty. So we are looking at this week, Apple uh, outselling all of its gaming rivals, uh, which is something I uh, choked a little in saying. Mm-hmm. Uh, we take a look at Konami opening up their classic IP for indie devs, which is a very strange move on their part, but I like it. I like it. Um, a new 3D platformer is now in the works from the developers of Sonic Mania. Mm-hmm. Uh, we look, as Dan said, we look at the world's smallest Game Boy, known as the Fummy. Great name for a console. Um, <laughs> then we take a look at a mashup of Resident Evil uh, and Castlevania, which looks genuinely amazing. And Legacy of Kane Blood Omen gets its first re-release after 25 years thanks to the fine folks over at goodoldgames.com it's good isn't it because i did a video on that and i was like it's such a shame it's likely not to happen and here it is it's happened so i mean i'm happy it's happened but uh come on you could have at least warned me you could have at least warned. (laughs) so let's go straight into that first topic which is a bit of a painful one um you know no one here really likes well for the most part that's actually that's a lie i mean i do genuinely play games on my phone sometimes when they're in bed you know at the night um but you know this ain't all that great this ain't all that great yeah it's uh yeah i don't i well it's it's unfair of me to say that i don't like playing games on my phone i feel like i would if it wasn't for the fact that by the time I start playing a game or have played a game for a while, I have no battery to actually use the phone <laughs> for what it's actually designed for. So, yeah, my, my phone's yeah. been the first six months I've had it, so it's still quite good. You know what I mean? I can still have it for most of a day, even when I'm playing games. What are we talking about? We are talking about the fact that Apple have made more profit from games in 2019 than Nintendo, Sony, and Microsoft combined. And Activision. <laughs> yeah. Let that sink in. To be Let fair, that, that last in. one, they probably deserve it. But I'm not going to go into too much <laughs> detail. I think we all know where I'm going with that one. But yeah, uh, $8.5 billion in operating profit 
um which is a very significant thing to say operating profit is very different than turnover which is the the majority of what you see from other gaming companies like that's insane yes that's just on that 30 percent cut that apple takes on every sale through their app store and that'd be whether it be for microtransactions full-blown apps or what have you it's just insane it's 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 hard it's hardcore on those microtransactions um what instantly went in my mind is you get all of those um uh, back in the day when I was younger, you, you, you'd have the older generation, the adults. Uh, come on, stop playing so many video games. But now it's those adults. It's people like my mum that yeah. uh, spend absurd amounts of time. And I'm guessing a little bit of money here and there as well. Um, playing little uh, Bejeweled-esque games on their phone. And uh, yeah, yeah. 8.9 billion. I was about to say million, but billion later. Wow, you can see why people want to get their games on mobile phones. Yeah, I mean, like, it's insane. I mean, you're looking at pocket money games, and, you know, this is a working model, obviously. I mean, <laughs> look at look at the results here, but it's a working model. It's come over from uh, China, the, the business model of microtransaction and what have you, but you can mm-hmm. see it works because everything is pocket money prices, and, you know, a little bit here and there, you don't pay attention to. Whereas a big outlay, such as sixty dollars for uh, the newest AAA release that you might spend about three or four hours playing before you decide whether you want to continue or not, um, it that's a bit more of a uh, an, an investment, it seems. So, I really hate to say it, guys, but this is proof in the pudding that things are not going to change anytime soon. Um, absolutely, absolutely, and and this trickles down. You know, I mean. You hear news reports like this at the same time. I, I, I've got a friend that uh, has just bought, spent the best part of eighty pounds. I think it's like seventy six or seventy eight pounds or something to that effect on the latest uh, Far Cry game. Um, yeah. Even though we all know that Far Cry is a forty fifty quid game, he spent all of that extra money to get the DLC. Uh, doesn't even know what it's going to be yet. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, you can see why these companies are doing it now. Obviously. I don't like it, um, but hey, I'm in the minority, unfortunately. It is just what it is. You know, you've got to say it as it is, and this is how it is. <laughs> now, there are a little few things worth bringing up here. In this article itself, actually, which is um, uh, put over by Damien, a good friend of the show, actually, Damien McFerrin. Uh, great, great video game historian, guys. Really, really good. Helped the channel out a lot as well. Um, so over at Nintendo Life, he's one that's written, up, written this uh, particular article up. And um, he actually states here at the bottom that Apple's position has been challenged recently by Epic Games, the maker of Fortnite, which filed a lawsuit against Apple claiming that it held a monopoly over how software is sold on its devices by forcing developers and publishers to use its own in-app purchases, uh, purchasing systems. Fortnite is a free-to-play game and relies on in-app purchases to, to generate a profit, purchases which are subject to Apple's 30% cut. What they're saying here is um, uh, uh, Fortnite is a game which obviously you can play for free, but those little things, those cosmetical things that you get in the game, or I I don't play Fortnite, but whatever you pay for with real money in the game, Apple get 30%. Um, Fortnite are kicking off about that, saying that when you're in the game, you should uh, be able to um, um, uh, not have to pay Apple, which, hey, look. Apple are making a lot of money here, but technically they should get a cut. <laughs> you know, yeah. technically this has been the well, same yeah. since forever. You know the you know the reason why 
EA games on Mega Drive cartridges have a little yellow slit in them is because of the big fight between EA and, and Sega during the Mega Drive days on having to give Sega licensing fees. Obviously, Nintendo were ruthless with their licensing uh, uh, back in the NES days. So this sort of thing has been going on since forever, essentially. Yeah, um, I mean, we're seeing history repeat itself. That's a really good analogy to, to, to look at as the EA situation because they... They backwards engineered the Sega Mega Drive. They did, yeah. And basically said, right, okay, uh, if you're not going to give us favorable terms, we're gonna, we're just going to release games on here unlicensed anyway. And that's the reason why, of course, EA cartridges have that little yellow tab on there. It's like mm-hmm. a, originally a lockout chip. But it was, um, it's, yeah, I, you could totally see that Epic were trying to do the same. And they were somewhat successful in a way. They 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 put a lot of uh, put a lot of spotlights on this, and this is where the news has come from about mm-hmm. Apple's operating profit for gaming. Apple has said that it has been overinflated, but um, so eight point five billion is not the final figure. You know, like it's definitely going to be a little bit less than that. But the fact that I don't know, say it's six point or seven five million. I don't know. It's still going to be an a stupid amount of money earned. Um, oh yeah and this is just apple you know this isn't just this isn't mobile gaming as a whole this is just apple um a company that don't make video games yeah they just own the platform and they do Mm -hmm. a damn good job of it (laughs) yeah think steam times a million (laughs) quite possibly Uh, (laughs) actually yeah (laughs) um yeah so that that's what's going on it's um it's like i say it's uh, yeah, it, it is history repeating itself. It's just a sobering fact that, you know, we all like to moan about the fact that our oh, mobile games aren't real games. Oh, they're not real games, but they, they sure do make a lot of money. Um, yeah, it's a thing. Yeah. I'm not going to say it's nothing but a good thing because it isn't because it's uh, shaping our future in the future that it's I'm not nothing, the biggest fan of. It's nothing but a thing that's the shape of things to come. Exactly it. That's how yeah. the saying goes, isn't it? Something like that. Something like yeah, that. Yeah, something, something like that. It'll do. It'll do. <laughs> Thank you very, very much. Who just said that? Um, Over Jane Zane is hosting uh, with one viewer. Thank you very much. And Historic Nerd is also following. Historic Nerd, fantastic channel. Fantastic channel. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Right, let's move over to something a little Uh, bit more. Um, Upbeat. Upbeat. We've been chatting a lot about Konami recently. Um, They were actually kind enough to... um, do probably the greatest sponsorship I've ever had on my channel, uh, on my main channel recently. Um, you know, this isn't NordVPN. This isn't Skillshare. This isn't um, insert Ray Channel Legend. <laughs> you know, this isn't a standard sponsor. They were big fans of my complete history video, and they actually sponsored me to talk about games that I've already talked about, so people know that I'm not making this up. I'm not being told what to say. And just basically make another history video, but just a little bit more in-depth on those free games. Um, how cool is that? They're a really cool company. Uh, a lot of people in the comments are saying maybe they're turning their image around to the more, the more classic franchises. It's um, Is it a sign of things to come? Who knows? I, re- I really hope so, because Konami are sitting on gold right now. They are. They are. They are indeed. Konami are now holding a contest for indie devs to make new games with the classic Konami IP. So that's the, uh, whoa, that's a headline for this particular topic. And that gets me yes. excited. Yeah, it's very excited because it's not, let's not forget that it's, this isn't just Konami's IP. This is Hudson Soft's IP. Mm-hmm. So you've got um, games like Goemon, Gradius, Star Soldier, Twin B, Bomberman, all of these titles that have been essentially 
lost to time have been opened up for indie devs to essentially create their own thing. So this is in collaboration with the Shueisha um, Game Creators Camp. Mm -hmm. uh, and the idea is, is that people present their pitches to Konami. And then uh, if they get selected, <coughs> they win a grand prize of $18,000, which doesn't sound like a lot, but I will continue. Um, <laughs> Konami stated it will even provide $270,000 in development funds and act and active supervision product production advice and supports regarding localization promotion and development equipment so this gives people the a golden opportunity not only to bring back these classic classic games oh yeah but also to you know create a new career in gaming if they're new or help indie devs give give them a leg up in the in the business which is nothing but a good thing um, but a good thing absolutely now whilst we talk about this let's hand it over to the chat here and uh for people listening we'll let you know what people are saying besides castlevania bomberman mm -hmm. and contra because they're all definitely at the top of everyone's list we want to see yes. more contra contra obviously um one of the best contras out there contra 4 was made by way forward i'd love for them to do that again um uh the, yeah the, the castlevania rebirth games as well which weren't done in-house i don't believe i'm trying to remember back to my complete history and obviously bomberman oh, was, had more random spin-offs and collaborations than anyone but what else would you like to see done i continue talking about this i'm gonna go with sparkster I would love to see some more Rocket Knight. And they had that attempt. Man, I, 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 I completely forgot until you said that. Yeah, wow. Yeah. Tiny Toons. Yeah, Tiny Toons. Absolutely. Absolutely. So it does yeah. make me think. I mean, obviously, you know me. I love to bring up Sega at every possible chance. That's actually part of the next topic. But um, it does make me think, are they looking to Sega? Because what the second video, I think it's now the first video because I had to delete the first one. But the second video I put out on my channel was, Sega, wake up and do what Nintendo do. Get your IPs that you're not going to make anything with. I mean, hey, if they were going to go make their own Golden Axe, their own Streets of Rage, and their own um, insert other classic IP here, then that's fair enough. But if you're not going to do anything with them, go to some of the most greatest uh, indie-type developers and get these games made. Make a yes. new... Um, uh, Rice Star by by going to Way Forward and all these other things. So they, they need to do that. In more recent years, they have actually done that. Streets of Rage Four is one of my favorite games of the year, or probably the favorite game of the year when that came out, and that was put out by someone else. Um, dot Mu. They're, 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 you know, who else is that? obviously yes, Sonic Mania. Christian Whitehead uh, created what I think is the best Sonic game in a long, long time. Yeah, and um, yeah, like Konami have a lot to play with. Bonk, you know. Um, oh I mean, man, I'd love some more bonk. Yaya Kung Fu was one of my. Um, I used to play that game so much. Yeah, it, with I'm... a new a slip of paint on there, that'd be amazing. Uh, I don't really think anyone else needs to touch Dance Dance Revolution. I, I don't know what else you can really do to it, but um, more hey, songs, <laughs> more songs. <laughs> yeah, um, absolutely. I mean, just, that... just the stuff like Beat Mania. Would be yeah cool. oh beat mania there's there's so much there's so much possibility here for some incredible stuff they own things like uh, uh what i would like to see what i would like to see is you know and i was thinking about this earlier but you know how you get like crazy space invader games like the space invader extreme games where it's just like this is so out there and ridiculous but it's so much fun. It's so much more than what Space Invaders was. I'm talking, you know, Space Invaders Extreme for the DS and, and PSP. Um, 
they own things like Gradius and Frogger. They can do stuff like that with those classic franchises. Oh, yeah, totally. And people would go nuts for them. Definitely. I'd love to see... Um, I mean, a, a, a lot... I'm surprised. You know what? I'm looking in the chat, and people listening uh, on the podcast services, you might be thinking, why has nobody mentioned Metal Gear or Silent Hill? But <laughs> I am actually amazed that people have managed to hold off and just think... Oh, there's so many great games that just hasn't yeah. been touched. Like Maze of Gallius has come up. I've never even considered that. Mm-hmm. Um, Frogger, of course, yeah, that's the the more recognizable one. Military Madness, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. just like there's so much potential there, and it doesn't and need to be just those two games, like Silent Hill and whatever. Out of everything here, maybe a new Konami Way Way World. Uh, all of these incredible games. The one that I would like. The most on the Switch ah oh, is a new version of, and I'm even going full screen for this. I'm gonna pull it off. A new version, and everyone forgets about this. A new Bishy Bashy special, please. It yes. wouldn't be hard. A nice party game, Bishy Bashy special. Special. It has been way too long. Most of those arcade sequels never even made it to Western shores. Give us a new Bishy Bashy special. That would be so much fun. New Lethal Enforcers says Goldfish. Absolutely. I'm um, still waiting for my, my gritty, like, HD remake of Time Pilot. Because they did one for Bomberman. They did Bomberman Zero. Mm-hmm. Yes, people didn't like it, but that's by the by. I want my Time Pilot where it's set in, like, I don't know. Yeah, it doesn't matter what time period. It's Time Pilot. Um, But, yeah, just a gritty thing where they go through time and they shoot things in space. Yeah, an awesome. Adventure Island, don't they? Oh, oh! I've just seen, I've just seen one that absolutely needs to happen for VR. Police twenty four seven. If anyone remembers that classic arcade title, yeah, I, I remember that. that shout to Iquel for shouting that one out. There is so much we could literally just sit here and make this the longest section of this entire podcast because they have so many yes. IPs at their disposal. Uh, the same as you know these classic com- companies like your Capcoms and your Segas and all that sort of stuff. They've They've got a lot. Nintendo really did, I think, sort of pave the way during the, uh, I want to say maybe about the Wii era, where they um they they brought they, you know they brought Mario back two D and that was a huge deal. Uh, yeah, and they 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 done it right. I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, not, everyone prefers the two D ones, but those new Super Mario Game Brother games are still good fun. Um, Snatch a remaster says Zane. Yeah, they, 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 we could go on for days here. Uh, and I, I really do like the fact that Sega are doing this more recently. I do like it when they keep it in house, but hey, you know, those third party stu- studios they're choosing are all very good third party studios. Um, so yeah, I mean, nothing but a good thing. Let's just please hope this is more than just some kind of marketing thingy because yeah. I, I really want this to, this, to, this to be a thing. Yeah, this, this so needs much. to stick. I, I, I hope that the uptake is really good. That people like take it seriously and they they show their love for the classic Konami games because this is the first time that we've had a Korean developer slash Japanese developer really open up like this mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, since you know Sega of America decided to do to say right Sega of Japan just calm your heels we're going to do this and see where yeah. it takes us I just want this to be successful so maybe other developers will go you know what that worked that's let's do it do it ourselves this is and it absolutely makes total uh, sense it makes total sense yeah this is absolutely something that needs to continue because i mean i, I again i'm just going to keep referring to sega because i love talking about them but like it's important for us retro type people to realize that sega are not just 
that company that used to make games like uh golden axe uh streets of rage and sonic one two and three and whatever they are a different company now you know they're you know they're uh even though the logo always represents those classic good fun games you know like you've got is it is it dawn of war they do the total war series they have like these these um the two-point hospital series under their belt as well the yakuza series you know a lot more grittier grown-up games but there's no reason to stop making those continue making those incredible games and obviously they've got atlas underneath them as well they're rpgs so continue making those games but yeah you've got all these insane ips as long as you choose the right developer and why wouldn't you (laughs) continue making those ones as well do the best of both worlds they sell their their lesser budget games go for it go for it yeah i'm just seeing a comment here from michael scally over <coughs> on youtube yes we do read the comments there too ha 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 we spotted you mm-hmm. um so uh remember let's not lose sight of how konami just plopped out eFootball. right i'm just gonna go out on a limb here and say <laughs> yes I'm, I'm not a fan of football games i'll just be completely I, I couldn't care less but yeah, yeah. but the one thing I will say about eFootball is that at least they tried. They tried to do something to try and take on, you know, what is a considered a gaming institution at the stage with the likes of FIFA. They tried to do the Sega thing. They did the, we're trying to take your market share. It didn't work, or at least it doesn't appear to be working. But, you know, Pro Evo was out there, and I'm sure they can turn things around. Mm-hmm. But this Absolutely. is different. This 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 whole thing about opening up classic IP to other developers is different because you have acts you have people who clearly will have a passion for these these like properties and they will do right by them I'm sure. Whereas mm-hmm. eFootball is a new concept. Yes, it was out there to make money, as is most things in gaming. But I feel that this will be different completely different in a way it's exciting it's exciting um so let's just hope this is more than just hey uh we might be doing this no do it and i want to see the end result i really do if this is some kind of event a public event which i doubt it will be uh oh frothing frothing yes but no we'll see but hey uh that's good news that's good news yes now whoa let's move up here okay so this is uh an interesting one um Uh And uh, we're kind of going to go back on everything we just said now. But this is really bizarre. Now, who knows what's gone on behind the scenes? And hey, maybe those Sonic Mania devs have split into two. There's a good chance. Who knows? Who knows? So Sonic Mania, that, that game that came out a few years ago, which I class as the best Sonic game since, oh my God, since maybe Sonic and Knuckles. I don't think there's been a, one as good as that since then. I think no, no I, I, I'm trying to think back through. I mean, I've had fun with some of the 3D games. There's, there's no denying, but yeah, my heart will always be on Sonic One, Two, Three, Knuckles, and CD. They're 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 the best. They're absolutely the best until Sonic Mania come along, and that's the fifth best. <laughs> it's, it's probably better than some of the other ones. You know. you know what? I I would go out on a limb. As much as I love Sonic Three and Knuckles, I would say Sonic Mania is the better game. But the one I my my heart belongs to is Sonic Three and Knuckles. Yeah, yeah. Sonic Sonic Mania is incredible. The only like I say at the time, the only thing that led down it was just two reusing of the classic levels. I want to see brand new levels. I want to see, besides that first one, give us a Green Hill Zone, but the rest be that. Regardless, regardless, um, this was made by Christian Whitehead and a few other people, and it was basically the uh, 
the love letter from so- made by Sonic fans for Sonic fans, and uh, that's how they marketed it too. It was a fantastic Sonic game, as, as if the 2D games continued onto the Saturn. That's what that game would have been. And this was again Sega pumping out the uh, the duties to mostly external people. I'm sure they had producers and stuff looking over the project. But um, yeah, they, they pumped it out to external people. They made the game that the proper, proper retro fans always wanted. But apparently, there's no new... Well, there isn't definitely no news of any Sonic Mania 2 happening anytime soon. Now, that's not to say that it's not going to be happening. Let's hope it is. However, that Sonic Mania team are working on a new 3D platforming game. There's really not a lot else to say about this, except for the fact that they are working on something. That's exciting. Hey, that's cool. But it's not Sonic Mania 2. Yeah. And I'd like to see... Here's, here's a bit of unventured uh, territory, because I know Christian Whitehead for his work on the the 2D Sonic Retro engine. I mean, that's basically mm-hmm. the same engine that's fueled so many different like fan games. Um, but then you've got... Then he's now going into 3D. I've never known him to like pick up a 3D project. I could be completely wrong, but... I really hope this goes well for him. Otherwise, yeah, <laughs> you know, we're going to see a bit of a repeat of Sonic Team um, in some way. Um, I'm also really like tentatively. I'm, I'm, I'm just got major like props to these guys. I really want this to do. I really want this to do well for them, whatever they do. Because I remember not too recently, you had uh, Stealth, who was part of Headcanon Games. Who created the Kickstarter for a game called Vertebreaker, which is a great. They did, yeah. Let's see if I can find footage of that. Carry on. Yeah, it's a great little-looking little 16-bit platformer about a skeleton man who um, basically can change his like spine into like dynamite heady style power-ups. It looks so good, and it just did not do the business. And uh, yeah, I mean, just look at what you see on the screen right there. Wouldn't. Back in the day, if you had a Mega Drive, wouldn't you want to play this? It looks great. It looks beautiful. It didn't get the love, though. It didn't get the love. It's it's a it's a confusing thing. And I know <laughs> Michael uh, Scally over on YouTube is actually saying, "I wonder if Sonic Team got salty that uh, salty that Mario was more beloved than Forces." Um, <laughs> <laughs> we, we, I mean, we discussed this yesterday, didn't we? We're, we did. Like... Yeah, we, we, I, I've been playing a bit of Castlevania in the Discord um, recently, and uh, we've been chatting in there and. I have Sonic Forces. I've never got anywhere in it. Um, it came <laughs> out at the same time, almost, as Sonic Mania. It was, well, they were very close, at least. And uh, I think it's probably because of that that I literally just didn't give it any time whatsoever. Um, but I completed Sonic Mania five or six times minimum, just when I first got it as well. Like, yeah, it was pretty crazy. Pretty crazy stuff. Yeah. Um, you, you, you got to consider something as well. Like when you're talking about the budget for a 3D game like Sonic Forces versus a 2D game made by fans um, like Sonic Mania, and you just got to consider that the budget is just not the same. And I don't think that that would result in like salt coming from Sega. If anything, <laughs> it will tell them that, hang on, Sonic Mania did really well. People seem to prefer it. And it was a hell of a lot cheaper to make. Hmm. Real business decision would mean we should make more Sonic Mania, right? Mm-hmm. But I don't know. It's maybe it's just not the right move for what they wanted to do with Sonic. I mean, you have to bear in mind that there's a lot, there's a committee on top of any of these kind of decisions. And whatever that, whatever they, they decide goes at the end of the day, 
And there are a bunch of people that still love the 3D games, regardless of how oh, absolutely. Retro, old salty retro fans like us feel about it. And so. Yeah, I mean, I, I've got a uh, six-year-old son. He, he would play a 3D game over a 2D Sonic game any day of the week. Uh, as much as I try and push that out of him, it, it isn't going to happen. He, he likes playing 3D Sonic. It looks more real to him, I suppose. Um, I'm sure when he gets a bit older and wants to play gameplay rather than look at the look at the character flying over the screen, um, he'll 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 realise the error of his ways. But as of right now, he likes those yeah. 3D Sonics. Um, I, I, he has like... played main. He has that. He is someone that's played forces more than Mania. I so. liken it to classic Disney animation versus Pixar. At the end of the day, right? Pixar is the one that's selling, and it's the one that they're going with. And mm -hmm. if you ever see a 2D animated film again. It's because of nostalgia and very little else. It's certainly not to do it because it's cheaper or anything. It's just a novelty at this stage. Yeah, and it's also you gotta, you gotta. I, I think there might not necessarily saltiness between the two, but like it's probably got to open up Sega's eyes a little bit to the point where you're promoting two games at the same time. If Sonic Mania Two and whatever that new Sonic game is that they've they've uh, teased, um, that new 3D Sonic game that they teased was both being promoted at the same time. Everyone would be talking about Sonic Mania 2 on the internet because everyone wants them retro uh, classic games. And it would completely push away from those 3D games. Um, yeah. When in actual fact, when the actual push comes to shove, when they get released, it's probably the 3D game that would sell better. Um, because, you know, old nanny and everyone else wants to, wants to buy them. <laughs> um, and hey, you know, Christian Whitehead, uh, we keep saying Christian Whitehead, there's more than just Christian, but... Yeah. Christian Whitehead and the, and the rest of the Sonic Mania team may like those 3D Sonic games, as do I, and they just want to make one that's they, they could show up, they could show up the 3D games again. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, it might become something completely different. They might just want to, you know, I feel like a lot of people shared the same kind of path I did, and that is going from 2D games like on the Mega Drive, moving over to the N64 because they wanted some <coughs> that 3D platformer action from the likes of Rare and Mario 64. And we could just be looking at some sort of renovation of that. I mean, mm -hmm. the all we've got to go on in this this whole topic is that image of the character, what look, which looks like it's throwing a yo-yo. Um, yeah, that that opens up a lot of possibilities, and I I like the 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 thoughts I have invented in my head of how that can play out, and it kind of reminds me a little bit of Chameleon Twist, if anyone's familiar it's, with that game. It's yeah, you could do something like that. It's interesting. It's interesting. I'm. It's kind of a bit like Vertebraker, where he's like throwing his bones to catch older things. Yeah. But um, in a 3D space, of course. It's yeah. It's. I mean, I've got so much faith. It's one of those things. If there was a pre-order for this, <laughs> I would pre-order it now, based on that one image, and that is it. Um. So I've got faith in it. I'm definitely going to be looking at what this is when it comes out, and keep. We we'll, we we will definitely on the podcast be keeping an eye on everything to do with this. For sure. And uh, likewise, guys, uh, these guys brought us Sonic Mania. Uh, they've been in the, the retro community for God knows how long, working on stuff that people have like really grown to love over the years. I would love to see this do well, so please do keep an eye on it as much yeah. as we will. Absolutely. And uh, Ultimate Joshy Washington actually says there, is this the new 3D platform? Is this new 3D platformer going to be a 3D reskin of Vertebraker? You know as much as us, but um, yeah. That would be very, much. very cool, and I can imagine how a sort of pulley system in 3D space would actually work quite nicely for a, uh, a 3D game. Um, it'd be quite nice. I suppose it'd be a little bit like that new Ratchet & Clank game, 
um, where you just pull yourself into different parts of the level. Um, I, hey, I, I, I'm super excited for this, and uh, I've got all the faith in the world in these guys. Um, who knows? I mean, you know, Sega may have gone to them, make Sonic Mania 2. No, we want to do this. It might be these guys that have said no. Who yeah. knows how that's happened? There's definitely... I, I, I can't imagine a world where conversations weren't being had, at least. So we'll see. We'll see. But um, yeah, keep an eye on it and uh, support these guys because um, they deserve it. They deserve it. They've brought us some fantastic games and modifications and creating like Sonic engines and God knows whatever else. Um, obviously, he was the guy that yeah, did as the, a proof of concept. Arguably the best concept. <laughs> he made the best possible versions of those. And that's really saying something considering how much oh, of a classic yeah. those games so the, are. So but... far that a lot of people will say that um, his version of Sonic 2 is better than M2's version. Yeah. Woo-wee! I, I would go as far as saying it's the most, it's the definitive version. Yeah. And also another thing that you have got to think about is the fact that Sega have teased uh, the upcoming Sonic 1, 2, 3 and Knuckles collection that's coming to Nintendo Switch. We don't know who's working on that. We don't know anything really about it. But if it's anything below Christian Whitehead standards, people It'll are going to be bringing it up. Disappointing. Yeah. The fact that we have some of those Sonic games already via the Sega Ages collection, they really need to be able to do a lot to this to make it better than it ever has been before. Um, if I see four ROMs on a cartridge uh, or as a download, that will be painful. Um, uh, and who knows? We may be getting these 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 guys on those original games. It's it's exciting. It's exciting. There's a lot of ifs and ups, and you know we're we're, we're sort of guessing a lot here. But I think they're educated yeah. guesses. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I'd say so. Absolutely, absolutely. And Rainer here, considering the Sonic Forces was so average despite its potential, while Mania was the better game in every way, it's rather sad that younger generations praise Forces more because it's pretty visuals over its lacking gameplay. I agree, Rainer. I agree there. But I tell you what, I'm sure every single person here is guilty of thinking back to, oh, man, do you remember when you used to play? Here's a perfect example. I remember when I, I, I remember thinking Pitfall was the bee's knees when I was younger, to the mm. point where sometimes I would turn off games like Mortal Kombat to play Pit Fighter. I loved Pit Fighter. Go back and play Pit Fighter now. It's dog. But it's just the way we were as kids. You, yeah. you learn to play I'm, I'm not saying sonic forces is a bad game because it's not and i haven't played it enough to give it a review like that but like you learn to play bad games <laughs> as a kid and you really get into them let's um, let's not forget also that sonic forces well you know the whole 3d sonic thing and people often wonder why people keep going back to sonic games even though they supposedly have this prevailingly bad reputation and that is i would say that the reason for it is is that nothing really plays like sonic you don't mm -hmm. have like a fast platformer like that from anything Absolutely. else where you can go at breakneck speeds and just have a you know if you can get used to it if you can like try <coughs> and area your way through through the through the game and you know get really good at it it becomes super satisfying to play through on multiple occasions oh for sure it's nothing plays like sonic 3d um Absolutely. so yeah i i think there's something to be said about that and i'm wondering if that's the reason why this game is is coming out because it just feels like it's an alternative just waiting to be made there's there's the gap in the market in a way mm -hmm. yeah absolutely and um i genuinely have a lot of fun playing those 3d games in i i i prefer it when it's straight up 3d 
Um, I don't, I'm not the biggest fan of when it goes 2D in 3D games, which is insane because I prefer 2D Sonic, but yeah. in 3D games, I prefer the 3D running forward motion. I think it's cool. It's, it's, it's essentially like driving. And um, I do remember reading a review uh, in Edge magazine and any UK people out there, uh, I don't believe Edge, I don't think Edge is a worldwide magazine, but anyone in the UK will tell you that Edge magazine is actually one of the more favoured um, and respectful um, uh, review magazines out there. You, you, you listen to Edge. I remember them praising the direction that Sonic was going with things like the Black Knight and and what was the other one? Um, Secret mm-hmm. Rings, whatever one came. I think it the was storybook games. Yeah, yeah, I think it was Secret Rings. That I was reading a review of. Um, they were saying that these aren't the greatest games in the world, but this is the future on how 3D Sonic games should be made. When every other person was just panning those games left, right, and center, these guys looked at it and saw the potential of what Sonic 3D should be moving forward. And technically, even though it's pain painful to say, it, you can see. The, uh, the the DNA, the progression. Yeah. yeah, from that to those classic 3D games where they actually started to get it right, where you're running away from the camera and it's just, it's kind of like a driving game. Um, so yeah, it's uh, it's interesting. We have gone way off the topic, but um, <laughs> <laughs> go and support these guys and like I say, keep an eye on the podcast because we will be bringing this up at every possible chance. Um, very exciting stuff. Very very exciting. Yeah. Cool. So next topic, uh, what we got here? Oh yes, the fummy, <laughs> the fummy. Should we just play that? Let's play, let's play a bit of the video here. Uh, turn down the yes. volume a bit. Uh, actually, we, for people that are listening, I- I- explain what uh, what we're seeing here, Grizzly. Right. So we're looking at a handheld console. Well, yeah, handheld. <coughs> the size of a D pad, smaller than a uh, a typical like house key. Um, this is a super teeny tiny, eeny, itsy bitsy teeny weeny. Um, probably going to be bikini. yellow. Probably prob- it's probably going to be a color for it. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, it's it's an absolutely completely impractical Game Boy that it's probably going to suck. But I can't wait to get one. Um, <laughs> I've, I've put, I will be putting in a pledge for this. So yeah, it's it's completely. I, I feel like this is a complete vanity project. Um, of these guys uh the uh the campaign owners have uh have made a known for themselves have made uh, made them known or uh, for creating like super tiny hardware like arcade cabinets yeah, and you see it right there Ty- the, the smallest tvs yeah yeah and they they just make really really tiny things and uh they there's they're super popular popular they, it's from a company called tiny circuits is the name for yeah as i say it looks completely impractical completely unplayable um They've they've managed to create a portable console which is less than the size of your thumb uh, as a yeah it's a thing and it's super cheap too at nineteen dollars uh, to pledge for a you, a console of your own yeah it, I think it's kind of uh, cool I I what I can't get my head around is so basically imagine a Game Boy now imagine the Game Boy the size of the top part of your thumb um, it's miniature it's miniature not yeah. much bigger than a big coin um but it still has two buttons um you know an a and b button but i've gotta imagine that they both push down at the same time you know i can't imagine yeah, you're gonna need a that. game where you where you're gonna need to push a and b separately saying that you've got a directional button on the other side and you're gonna they're, they're smaller uh precision it, it it looks completely unusable yeah but I kind of want one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, it's, it's really baffling. Like, 
I, 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 I look at the screen. I dread to even like you. We talk about playing a game with the controls, but the screen is literally less than a postage stamp. It's I don't know how you act, can actively actually play this thing, but I kind of want one. <laughs> I don't know. I can't explain why. It's so uh, weird, isn't it? Yeah. This it's is the so this strange. is the Game Boy Mini, definitely. Yeah. Um. And uh, yeah. Oh wow! Shout out to the Retro Future, who's actually got one. Uh, I didn't realize that. He's a good friend of the channel, actually. He's a really good channel. Um, oh wow! I didn't realize that. Look at it. It's miniature. Absolutely tiny. And it's showing Tetris on there. It's that actual Tetris. If that's actual Tetris, then it's a guaranteed purchase. It, it has got actual Tetris on there. I've already seen that, yeah. Awesome. Yes, it, it has to happen. What I like is that the um, with with your purchase of a game, uh, sorry, a Fummy, you get a, a printed PCB and it literally looks like smaller than an SD card. And it's a full Raspberry Pi. Uh, it's a Raspberry Pi Nano. It's what they call or a Raspberry Pi Pico, one of the two. And it's that's that's incredible in its own right, because you're talking about a fully-fledged computer that's less than the size of your thumbnail. It's just, I, I, I don't know how they've done this. It's, I don't know why they would do this. No, because people like me and you want to buy it. Too right. To, and absolutely here's the right. of a bee playing on the funny. Ah, uh, that, that is just... I. It's the kind of thing I want to put in the hands of my action figures to play, you know, just as like a prop. And then it being playable is just the icing on the cake. It's about the same size as a D-pad, apparently. Yeah. Game B. Connection error. Can you play Doom on it? I guarantee you someone's going to be able to do that. Totally. Yeah. A hundred percent. Crazy stuff. I, Crazy stuff. I like, I like how the charging port on it is actually like a good say 80 percent of the size of the console <laughs> yes <laughs> it's ridiculous it's ridiculous look I, I this company have done a fair few projects before so shout out to them they look like they've done well on those previous projects and uh yeah it's pretty exciting stuff um i hope them all uh, i wish them all the best i i haven't backed it yet i don't know if i'm gonna be getting it yet we will see we will see because I will get it. I'll look at it, and then I'll put it down, and then that'll be the end of that. <laughs> uh, th no, this is going on my keyring. Totally, <laughs> yeah. it's so strange. Right. Anyway, next topic. Oh boy, guys, do I like Castlevania? And I really like Resident Evil Village. That's been one of the best games I've played in a while. I really enjoyed that. I know uh, Mr. Vikeko, who's in the chat, is a big fan of the um, Resident Evil Village game as well. Well, one very clever little indie guy has managed managed to put the first part is still in development but the first part of resident evil village into a castlevania type game and wow 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 does it look incredible uh, i mean it's the... such a shame this is just a video by the way it's just it's so cool but there is an itch.io download underneath oh so oh. we'll be able to check it out maybe i'll uh have to a little play on that uh for my, one of my next streams but yeah um unbelievable obviously it works because obviously in resident evil it's all about going into the castle and in resident evil village you, you're in the snowy mountains and you work your way into the castle it, 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 everything works and ah oh, please <laughs> please finish this 99.9 percent .9 of indie games the um passionate projects like this never get finished I yeah. would love for this to happen. And to be fair, the game isn't that old, Resident Evil Village, and he's got this far into it already. 
It just so, looks um, so smooth. They've they've considered everything. It's almost a shame that this isn't this this is the uh, th- th- this is just a fan project because as as Dan says, they they rarely get finished. But this looks like it's taken tons of work, and it, it looks like it could just carry on and on and on. Yeah, I really want this to be a thing. Really mm-hmm. do. I'm hoping Capcom sees this and go, you know what? Yeah, let's make this. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I, I, I do apologise, everyone, for the amount of Castlevania I talk about. <laughs> People in there like, the Castlevanias just keep coming. Castlevania mania it is, yeah. It's just, hey, it's what's in the news. It's what's in the news. But um, So for people that are listening and not watching, um, imagine Castlevania, and you're pretty much all the way there. There's still a lot that needs to be done here. Obviously, the bad guys essentially only hurt you by just walking into you. There's no real animation on them grabbing you or anything like that. So, um, yeah. And, uh, you know, Village is quite a brutal game. You need to do a lot of killing and, and shooting away. So, and, and this is a lot more hit it once and it's down. So there's a lot more, you know, working out on what sort of enemies are going to take more hits and everything else. But um in this early stage it looks utterly fantastic and i i would pay for this in a heartbeat <laughs> no question um yeah definitely and uh i i lo- absolutely love the uh the pixelized lady dimitrescu of course yeah, um, we'll skip to... um so after you've done your little uh fight wake your way up the little staircase there's a little it stops bit of a shake and your head comes flying out you have just been murdered by the lady herself. <laughs> Beautiful. Beautiful. I sure do hope this gets completed, just like Ground Ghost says over on YouTube. Please let this be finished. Woo! And um, there is an itch.io for this, so I haven't looked at it myself, but I'm guessing, you know, the itch.io goes to where you can actually download it. Let's hope that's a right. thing. Well, I am definitely looking that up. So I, I thought this was just a video mashup, and I appear to be wrong. Uh, oh wow, sponsorship! <laughs> but yeah, yes, you can play Resident Vania by downloading it. Ah, wow, yes, that's definitely happening. Um, I'll definitely be playing that. The first thing I thought while playing Resident Evil Village was how much it reminded me of Castlevania. So I thought I'd make a mashup of the two. I chose the first level of the original Castlevania for NES, mixed it with the Castlevania. Dim- I can't say it. Dimitrescu Dimitrescu section of Resident Evil Village. Voila, this is what you got. Lovely, lovely, lovely. Ah, so good. But moving on from my most popular complete history of the year to my second most popular complete history of the year, let's chat about Blood Omen, Legacy of Cain. Vey Victus. (laughs) Yes, exactly. In that video, (laughs) I said that my favorite of the um, series is the original Blood Omen, Legacy of Cain, the top-down version, (laughs) as opposed to the more... Uh, Sorry, uh, I can't on. help but look at Kane's face. Oh my god, that, that has that, not that, aged well. Yeah, the really, really <laughs> early uh, Windows ninety five type box art that's um, definitely seen better days. Those days being nineteen ninety five. But yeah, um, Blood Omen Legacy of Kane, the top down version, is my favourite of the franchise. I know a lot of people prefer the Soul Reaver, Tomb Raider esque games. In my complete history, I said that that was my favorite. And then I also said that uh, it's unlikely that you'll ever see it due to legal things here and there. And sure enough, a month or so later, it's finally here on GOG. There's not much else to say other than that. But hey, if yeah. you play the original Blood Omen Legacy of Kane PC version, you can go and do that very thing. And when you die after the first couple of vampires, why not watch Slope's video um, on the complete <laughs> history of Blood Omen Legacy of Kane? Because honestly, great video, uh, great game. 
in general um i've just started, saw a question from goat king is this the re-release or is it or, or is it a remaster it is most definitely a re-release that's uh, all it is yep it's good old games uh, so you might see a few like resolution tweaks and just the kind of things you need to do to make it run on modern hardware uh, I believe it's 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 early Windows. This game, um, oh yeah, it's not DOS or anything, but you, you'd still need some sort of emulation to make it work. But um, yeah, it's still an absolute classic. Some of the best soundtrack work and voice work, even for a game this old. Um, just just a great series. And also, let's not forget, um, as as we learned in uh, the complete history that. This is a, as much of a Silicon Knights game as it is <coughs> Crystal Dynamics, isn't it? Absolutely. When um, you boot it up, it actually says um, characters created by Silicon Knights to try and emphasize the fact that this is a Silicon Knights game, um, yeah. but uh, obviously being published at the time by Crystal Dynamics, which eventually got bought out by IDOS and then Square Enix uh, now own that. Um, so, uh, yeah. There you go. Yeah, Dennis Diak, Diak, if you will. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So yeah, it it's good old games. So it's so cheap. Why bother pirating it? Four pound forty nine, ten percent off currently. Uh, Legacy of Kane is finally here. I said it wouldn't happen, and I was proven wrong. So. Thankfully. So hopefully they'll release a version of Soul Reaver with usable controls on PC, and then the the circle. Will... Booyah! Yes. <laughs> he went there. He went there. Ah, so yeah, that's nothing but a good thing. I think that might have been the first time I've said that on this podcast. No, uh, surely I said it during we, the We've said it multiple times. Yeah. You, you don't escape saying nothing but a good thing. <laughs> it's a thing. Yeah, well, you know, I'm looking over all of those topics that we chatted about tonight, uh, and I'm seeing, you know, we've got the six topics there. Legacy of Kane, good thing. Uh, Resident Evil Village in Castlevania, good thing. World's Smallest Game Boy, good thing, I think. Um, new yeah. 3D platform from the creators of Sonic Mania, good thing. Konami, possible new indie games based on their classic franchises, definitely a good thing. And then Apple making more money than Sony, Microsoft, and Nintendo combined, Ooh. not Ooh. a good thing. Not a bad good thing. thing. So uh, yeah, guys, I think we've reached the end of the podcast. I think we're there. I think we're there. If you're watching over on YouTube, get on over in that description to go and check out some linky links so you can actually go and check some of these stories out yourself. And if you are listening on any of those podcast services, please do give us a review. We are growing. We are growing, but we want to grow faster. And by giving us a review, it actually really does help considerably, considerably. Uh, thank you to everybody uh, that watches on Twitch, on YouTube. And yeah, anything else to add there, Grizzly? Yeah. I, th I think that was a, a nice, neat to wrap up in a little bow. Thank you Absolutely. for everyone for, uh, for joining us. I went into hardcore YouTube mode there. Don't forget to rate, comment, and some, all that sort and of you, stuff. And make like Anita Ward and <laughs> ring my bell. Yeah. Oh, yes. Oh, <laughs> right. Slow outro. Here we come. Thanks for listening to Slope's Cast, the retro gaming news show with myself, DJ Slope, and my co-host, Grizzly Cryden, recorded live on Twitch every single Tuesday night. If you want to listen in live, then make your way over to twitch.tv forward slash Slope's Game Room at 9pm UK time, 1pm Pacific Standard Time, and 4pm Eastern Standard Time. And as stated, if you want to be in a chance to be on a future episode, then please do consider supporting the show on Patreon or as a YouTube member. And finally, 
Germany. If you do have any news stories for us, then please do feel free to drop them in the dedicated rooms over on Discord at discord.gg forward slash Slopes Game Room. And until next time, guys, this is DJ Slope signing out, and hopefully I'll see you all next time.